that again. devotional plan for you today. Did you all forget to bring your Bibles or do you have them with you? Caleb and Joe, I'm sorry guys. These guys used to be better in their harmonies. I'm sorry. When we were younger, they were just better. You all were better in your harmonies. You remember? You remember those days? Something about the name Jesus. You forgot that one? Something about the name Jesus. He is the sweetest name. I know. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait, we're missing our. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. He is the sweetest name I know. There it is. There it is. That's the. Oh, come let us you to turn with me to the book of Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. 
And we're going to start in verse 37. Verse 37. If you're there, say, I'm there, Pastor. And it says this. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Let's just read that together. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Father, we thank you so much that this season of Advent and Christmas, uh, it's a time where we are watching for you, Lord. Lord, let there be a spirit of watchfulness and urgency, not just for this week, God, but for the coming of our Savior. The same hope uh, that they had then of you coming into the world, we still have. That Isaiah speaks of a future hope where you are going to come again, Lord. So remind us as we remember how you came once, let us live in expectation and watch for your second coming. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the church say amen. You all can have a seat in the presence of the Lord. And as I said, this is just a, a devotional. There was a, a, a little boy, and he wanted a watch so very badly for Christmas. How many of you guys want some gifts for Christmas? Do I got some young people here? If you're excited about Christmas, I want you to stand up and say, I'm excited, Pastor. Oh, see, it's so much, it's so much better preaching with some, X, what do you want for Christmas? Mm, Xbox. Whoa. Whoa. That's like $400. We got four kids. Okay, that's a group gift. That's one. What about you, Armani? Nothing? No, Armani wants a bunch of vegetables for Christmas. A bag of vegetables, you could pick tomato, potato, or onion. No? What, you, want a, you want a new golf club? Okay. That's all right. He's shy. Anybody else? What do you want for Christmas, man? Too late. Right here. No, I'm just kidding. You got something on your mind? Go ahead. What is it? A PS4. Hmm. Mm, this is sick. <laughs> Kids these days. Well, there was a little boy <laughs> that wanted a watch so very badly. And each day he would ask about the watch. He would go to his parents, Dad, can I get that watch? I need the watch. Mom, I really want that watch, that special watch for Christmas. Every time he opened his mouth, he was asking again or talking about this watch he wanted for Christmas. And finally, the father tells the boy, if you mention watch... One more time up in here, you are not going to get a watch. How many people have said that this past week? But every night before supper, one member of the family repeated a Bible verse before asking for the blessing and, and praying for the meal. And it came to this boy's turn and he was eager to share the verse that he had memorized that day, and he recited the verse we read, Mark 13, 37, and when it came around to him, he says, and what I say unto you, I say unto you all, watch. 
See, Christmas is a time of watching. Advent, it's a time of waiting and watching and preparation, anticipation, leading to this amazing, magical night. But for us, as we grow older, we realize the true meaning and the waiting and the anticipation is for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but when I walked in here today, there's just a buzz in the air, isn't there? What is that? What is it? You can feel it in the air. Maybe you work in education. I love reading Facebook posts from teachers. Because on Friday it was like, Woo, Lord, mm, Lord, you have no eye. It's like teachers are the only ones that can really get away with that. If I start posting, thank God I don't have to preach. You know, I don't know what would happen. But because you're watching kids, we all understand they need a break. Look at a a teacher and say, you need a break. Or some of you all have a shortened work week this week, so you're kind of like, I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm out. I'm good. I can't wait. Christmas is Friday. And so you woke up today and you said, it is Christmas Sunday. I'm going to dress a little. There's something in the air because it's beginning to look a lot like. Go. See, the kids, they keep going. They're like, we're not, no, they don't get that. I was just, that was just a a short segue. I wasn't going to stay there. Okay, young people, track with me. But this feeling begins to permeate everything that we do and the nostalgia. Nobody wants to be mean during these times, Scrooge. Let's just be jovial and happy because this is a very special time. Look at someone and say, it's Christmas. But in all of history, this day is how we measure all of time. It's, it's almost as if the layer between heaven and earth is so thin. You can almost just reach through it. And, and you walk, if I walked into your homes, some of you all have decorated so beautifully. I see the pictures, I see the trees, and you took your time, and there's just this nostalgia of everything. And and we watch our kids pacing back and forth in anticipation of good old Santa or whatever, whoever it is. They probably, once they get older, they know there is no Santa. But here we are, there's that same celebration. Was that a spoiler alert for everybody? Did I just accidentally do that? I'm sorry, Joey. Where's Liam? I was just kidding. We all know Santa exists. Unbelievable. (laughs) Obviously, it was a joke. Obviously. Let me get to the end of this message before I mess up again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keith always says, man, you've lost it. You can't preach to the kids anymore. You're too old. You're too used to talking to adults. They don't get you anymore. You're ruining, you're ruining dreams right now. <laughs> oh, Santa is real. Somebody's crying out. Santa is real. They don't, they don't shout like that in the normal services, Kayla. Thank you. Uh, you know, you, do you realize there has never been a Christmas, not even the first one, that went off exactly as everyone had planned? 
you know, but that doesn't deny the heart of the story that on this night, God chose to come in human flesh. Heaven came down and glory filled the air to be a part of that night. Uh, the renowned theologian, probably one of the greatest theologians of the last hundred years, and, uh, a gentleman by the name of Karl Barth, he was asked to be a guest lecturer here in Chicago at the University of Chicago Divinity School. And at the end of this captivating lecture that he gave, uh, the president of the seminary announced that Dr. Bart was not well and he was very tired. Although he was sure that he would uh, like to be open for questions, he shouldn't be expected to handle the strain. And he went on to say, therefore, I will just ask one question on behalf of all of us after that great lecture. And he, he turns to Dr. Barton. He says, of all the theological insights you have ever had, which do you consider to be the greatest of them all? And it was a perfect question for a man who had written thousands of pages of some of the most sophisticated theology ever put into print. You can look him up after you leave here today. And the students sat there just raptured up in the thought and they grab their pens and their pencils and they're ready to write it down. What is the greatest thought? We want this insight of this premier great theologian and this old man, Karl Barth, theologian, life-changing insight, thinks for a moment and he smiles and he kind of closes his eyes and opens them and he said to all of these young seminarians, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I wish that you would read the Christmas story with that profound theological revelation in your heart that you would know and experience the unending, unfathomable, immutable, unchanging, transforming love of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones too, they are weak. Sometimes the deepest thoughts are the simplest. Because once you enter into this reality that he loves me, not some of the time, not when it's convenient for him, in every moment of your life, Jesus loves you. He does. See, that's what this week celebrates, the birth of the greatest love for God so loved the world that he gave his son, this love relationship that is so powerful. There, there's a story of a tornado that went off at the Alpine Elementary School and the children were sent to the basement for safety as they do in those drills all around. And the children were huddled together in fear and they could hear the wind just whipping around them. And in that scenario, not just the kids, but the teachers were also worried. And to help to ease the tension, the principal suggested, let's do a sing-along. 
And so the kids start singing, but the voices are weak and unenthusiastic. It's not helping them. And child after child began to cry and started allowing the fear to come over them. And no one could calm these kids down. And then a teacher whose faith seemed to equal uh, in any emergency whispered to the child closest to her, aren't you forgetting something, Katie? There is a power greater than the storm that will protect you. Just say to yourself, God is with us. Look at someone and say, God is with us. And then she said, and pass those words on to the next child. And as the words were whispered from child to child, a sense of peace settled over all the children. God is with us. They could still hear the wind blowing outside, but they were saying God is with us. And even though there's these ferocious winds outside, all of a sudden it didn't seem to matter as much. God's peace had come inside and fear had to leave. Do you have that peace today? Or are you concerned with all of the wind around all of us? Or do you have that peace? Does it seem like life's answers are just too far out of your reach. I can't make it over that hill. Uh, you know, I can't get there. I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't find peace. I want you to know that Jesus Christ, they happen to call him the Prince of Peace. Because when he came, he brought a gift of unfathomable love. But in our hearts, he gave us something that the world could not give us. He gave us peace that passes all understanding. Have you remembered today the words of our Lord Jesus? Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. I don't give as the world gives. So let not your hearts be troubled because in the world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. He's already overcome all of your problems. You're just focusing on the wrong thing. You need to remind yourself that he calls himself Emmanuel, God with you. He will give you peace. The angels declared on that Christmas day, glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Look at someone and say, it's on earth. He is the only thought that can give my heart complete peace. Mm. Goodwill toward all men. I want to close with one last story in this devotional. And it was about a nativity pageant, much like today, where the young people come up. You have no idea what's going to happen in a scenario like this. They don't know. Everyone's wondering and running around. And, but this one happened to go uh, in a church youth group. And they were performing the manger scene. Joseph, Mary, all the other characters hanging around the stable. And in the manger, there you have it. And, and, and all the characters were ready. And they were all in their different spots and in their different places. And uh, it didn't go as they planned. They did their parts. And with all their seriousness... And commitment, and you know how kids, they're just trying to do all the steps and all. They're trying to look the part. And, and then the shepherds walk in. And uh, 
they're dressed in these flannel bathrobes and, you know, and the towel on their head. You know, they're just like throwing together shepherd's outfits. And they walk to the altar where Mary and Joseph uh, were looking earnestly at this manger filled with straw. And in the manger, they had it hidden. So there wasn't a baby in the manger, but there was this light that was just shining out of this manger filled with straw. And there there's just one light bulb in there that was playing the part in, of this glowing newborn baby, Jesus. And with his back to the congregation, one of those shepherd boys uh, saw the little boy who was playing Joseph. And in a very loud whisper for all the cast to hear, he says, well, Joe, well, Joe, when you're going to pass out the cigars? And, and you know, If that was your kid, you're like, oh, my God. And the occasion was all of a sudden changed by this one remark. Why are you going to pass out the cigars? And the cover, Mary and Joseph cover, was completely blown. And it became impossible for the parents and the people to hold back the laughter or for the kids to hold back the laughter. So they're just laughing. And all of a sudden, the angel that was standing above the manger was laughing so bad that they topple over and, and they tear down the curtain behind them and all the backdrops and everything falls out and every the kids are rolling on the ground now just the messed up and they're laughing and the whole set of the play was in shambles you ever been to a kids production like that but what was amazing about it is that the only thing that didn't go into pieces and into shambles was the light bulb that was in the manger just stayed there shining and it never stopped shining just a glow and see I just said that as an illustration but that that light bulb that baby who was literally in the manger was the light of the world and even when all of our world starts to fall apart and goes into shambles, I want you to know that that light keeps on shining. Because in that baby, divinity and humanity crossed paths. And you have to remind yourself, no matter what is happening in your life, that Jesus loves me, this I know. For this Bible tells me so. I got this going on and that going on and what about this and how about this and all of these struggles that happen in our life and in our existence. But when you realize that that light of Christ is still shining in the midst of it, peace, peace he gives to us. No matter what condition, no matter how far you might stray, no matter how far you might even feel you are from him now no matter how unfaithful you've been he's going to continue to pursue you you know why because he loves you this I know for the Bible tells me so it's a love and a peace that will never stop shining as long as you live Jesus for unto us is born this day In the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Somebody say amen.
in this place. God bless you. Right now, before we have our, our ushers come, uh, and you all can come on forward, but I just want to take a moment and shine the light just a little bit brighter. If you don't have peace today, it could be whatever. I, it could be any scenario you're dealing with, but you walked in here today. I don't know what you were expecting, but I want you to know who's here, and he's the God of peace. If you need a little bit more peace today, I just want you to stand with us as we're praying. If you need some peace today, I don't know what your situation is. Don't, this is between you and God. Something's been on your mind. And we're going to have a moment of just community and family. But if you're next to someone who's standing, I want you to just put your hand on them. You don't know what it is. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know what, what's going on. But here's what we all do know, and we can pray with confidence, that Jesus Christ gives us peace that passes understanding. So I want you to begin to pray for peace over their lives. Peace, God. Just begin to say peace in Jesus' name. Peace, God. Peace, God. And now, Holy Spirit, we are asking you right now to do one of your amazing works in this house where you tangibly fill up these empty vessels, God, with your spirit. Father, let, let, let your spirit pour like water right now. Let the reality of Jesus sink in so heavenly, God, that no work of the enemy, every thought that is exalting itself against the knowledge of Jesus and the peace and the light that he gives, God, let it be made low right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. And let these individuals have the mind of Christ and the peace of Christ filling their hearts right now, God. Father, I thank you, God, that you do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. So in this moment, God, release your peace over your people. I thank you, God, for deliverance. I thank you, God, for freedom. I thank you, God, that the oppressor has been loosed from their lives, God. I thank you that they are walking in newness today. We declare it today, God. Lord, you are the giver of all peace, Lord. Every health issue, every worry, every concern, financial. God, you see everything. And you've already got it worked out. I pray for your favor now to rest on these homes. That this would be a year of your favor, not just for this church, God, but for our homes and individuals in this house, God. We speak your favor and your blessing upon your people, God. Lord, you are good, and we declare it today, your goodness over your people. Now somebody give God some praise for the victory that he's already working out in your life. Hallelujah. God is so faithful. You hang on to his promises. You do not let it go. And we have, we have an amazing uh, group of praise dancers that are uh, going to do a special today for the, for the offering. But before that, if you have your offering today, I just want you to lift it up. Lord, we bless you with our offering, God. 
Lord, you are, are the provider. You own the cattle on a thousand hills, God. What can we give to you, God, that you have not already given to us? Everything in our lives is a gift. So, Lord, we sacrifice, we give to you, Father, and we ask that this church, Freedom Church, would change the world through it. Lord, we trust you. This is your church. You're building it. It's for your kingdom's sake, God. So we give to you, God, sacrificially, God. Lord, what is it, God, compared to what you've given to us? So, Lord, we bless you with our offering. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen.